Hello and welcome to another episode of the Redesign Podcast. My name is Andrew, aka Mr. Katebox, and this is episode 22. Are you sure you can blame it on social media? Flexing is good for business. Spending money makes you money. Bitcoin down more than 30% this week. Redesigned. You've got to put in the effort every single day. Running a business isn't for everyone. They need role models and not just movie stars and athletes. We are the digital influencers. They're creating content. There's no denying the power of digital media, but it also poses a real challenge. Welcome back to another episode of the Redesign Podcast, second podcast of the month. Watch out for new episodes in May. We're going to have quite a few guests for next month, so stay tuned for that. I haven't forgotten about getting some guests on. Also, big shout out to Quaker Street Coffee and The Workspace. Going to be collaborating with those guys very, very soon. Watch out for that. And also, this podcast is sponsored by Box Creative. So if you need any designs done, if you need a logo, if you need your branding looked at, or if you need consulting on how to get your brand out there, get in touch if you need anything and be more than happy to help. So this week, what are we talking about? We're talking about 5G this week. But before we do that, let's head over to this week's news. Bitcoin making a big comeback, topping 5,000, holding steady near the cryptocurrency's highest level since November. So is this a sign of a Bitcoin resurgence? So be, we got the bug, by the way, back. The bug. Um, what's driving this bounce? I actually think it is a Bitcoin resurgence. I think there's a really good chance that the December lows we saw in the 3,000s are probably the lows for this cycle. So it looks like Bitcoin is making a return. Prices have gone up significantly, hit four, just over 4K last week. It's looking good again. If you haven't got a Coinbase account, I suggest you get one because analysts are now saying that Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency space in general is showing signs of recovery and the behavior is looking like how it was back in 2017, just before the bubble. So it's looking very, very good. Remember, this is not financial advice. I am not a qualified financial advisor. Don't take anything I'm saying here for gospel. Uh, do your own research. And again, this is not investment advice. So do your own research before going to purchase any cryptocurrency. But this is just my opinion. So yeah. And also Coinbase have introduced some new updates where you can actually convert Bitcoin to other cryptocurrencies on the platform with zero fees, which I think is a game changer. So Check it out if you haven't gone on your Coinbase app for a while. Uh, UK users can now spend crypto on their new debit card. So Coinbase is launching a brand new debit card that allows you to spend all your cryptocurrency um, with a Visa debit card. Obviously, you can use contactless, but also they allow you to withdraw cash as well. So let's say, for example, one of your cryptocurrencies explodes in value. Let's say you've got some XRP somewhere and you send it to your Coinbase wallet and you transfer it. You can spend it on your card. That like, This is 
actually a massive step towards mass adoption and it's also a massive step to making crypto like more accessible to the masses it's making it a lot easier to use so yeah this is really really big news so you can actually get on the waiting list for a coinbase card um i think what you need to do is you need to grab the app there's a separate app for it called coinbase card on the app store so you can actually link that to your coinbase account if you already have a coinbase account and uh, it will automatically fill in everything for you all you need to do is have five pounds in your account already and they will take that fee from there so the fee for the card is 495 four pounds 95 and as soon as they start pressing the cards they'll send them out to you as soon as it launches so yeah very big step in terms of cryptocurrency so it looks like things are looking up for bitcoin and crypto in general so what else has been going on in the past week let's talk about lush very quickly lush a multinational cosmetic company have decided to quit social media and go old school in a post on their uh, one of their social media platforms actually they posted it on both their instagram and facebook page they're saying that they are tired of struggling with the algorithm they find that it's increasingly hard to reach their audience and have conversations so they want to take a step back from social media so the post that they put up says basically um we're switching up social increasingly social media is making it harder and harder for us to talk to each other directly we are tired of fighting with algorithms and we do not want to pay to appear in your newsfeed so we've decided it's time to bid farewell to some of our social channels and open up the conversation between you and us instead lush has always been made up of many voices and it's time for all of them to be heard we don't want to limit ourselves to holding conversations in one place. We want social to be placed back in the hands of our communities, from our founders to our friends. So Lush went on to say about their concerns about wanting social media to be more about passions and less about likes. Um, and then they went on to say, over the next week, our customer care team will be actively responding to your messages and comments. After this point, you can speak to us via live chat on the website, on email and by telephone. This isn't the end. It's just the start of something new. Hashtag Lush Community. See you there. <laughs> you know what? On one hand, it's like, OK, yeah, social media is getting a little bit mad. It's it's um, audiences are very fragmented. It's harder to you know cut through the noise yeah i get it however that is like that is the equivalent of saying to people you know what stop using spotify go back out and buy cds it sounds better anyway the audio quality is better we had we had better times with cds anyway or imagine if imagine if someone just said all of a sudden you know what we're not doing netflix anymore we're not going to be watching netflix we're going to go back out and buy dvds yeah, because that's the way forward. It's not happening. It is not happening. Have you ever in a moment in time seen humanity go backwards? It just, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, it does and it doesn't. In a business sense, it just doesn't make sense. You're asking people to stop engaging with you through social media, which is fast, convenient. Um, you know, there's, there's way less friction than calling someone up or sending someone an email. It's backwards, man. It's not going to happen. I mean, I, I kind of understand the sentiment. Yes, it is increasingly hard to have conversations nowadays because of the 
obviously the way people are bombarded with social media there's so many different channels to follow so much going on in the timeline yeah it makes sense to actually step back and actually rethink how you're going to approach social media but to say that as a business strategy you're going to leave social media altogether nah because i don't think this is it you know it's not really making sense especially when um if you look at it statistically fashion brands and cosmetic brands are, are the top two best performers on social media they need social media to perform especially sites like instagram and instagram recently announced the rollout of their checkout feature as well so if they're leaving instagram aren't they leaving money on the table isn't it gonna make sense to like stay on instagram and actually take advantage of that it's not making sense because if you're saying that you're going to go and you know put all your communication back on your website or your blog and your phone your telephone service i mean people only go to the website unless they're going to buy something and in terms of discoverability most people say that they find these cosmetic brands on instagram anyway so i don't know how this is i don't understand how this is going to work out in terms of been a sound business decision it just doesn't make any sense i don't know guys what do you think what are your thoughts on lush deciding to leave social media does it make sense to you or is it do you understand where they're coming from i don't know so i went to have a quick pre in the facebook comments as you know i like to say there's always popcorn in the comment section a few comments here social media isn't about likes you decided that it was the case it's a tool it's up to you to know how it works for you this is clearly a pr stunt that probably has more to do with your two and a half star rating than anything of real value mm. okay so do people know what's going on then um someone says first the forum was killed off as you didn't like what the forumites were saying now you're ditching facebook probably because it's not all unicorns and rainbows in the comments and reviews yeah this ain't looking good so maybe there's a hidden agenda as to why they're actually pulling the plug on social media maybe it's not just about it being difficult for them to perform well on social but yeah let me know what you guys think about the possibility of dumping social media and focusing on uh, traditional customer service communication channels such as email and phone in the 21st century i don't know i don't i don't know could this be the beginning of a tech backlash possibly but i don't think so what else dubai are not playing this one had me a bit shook still uh, a 55 year old woman narrowly escaped a two-year prison sentence after being prosecuted over online defamation offenses after calling her late ex-husband's current wife a horse on facebook wow yes ladies and gentlemen you can find yourself in jail over some shit you post on social media so i don't want to hear anyone saying oh it's just social media it's just social it's not just social like people are losing jobs people are losing their livelihoods people are losing relationships uh, people are ending up locked up because of social media so it's not just social um luckily for her she's been allowed to return to the uk after a horrendous ordeal of being detained while she was reported for facebook comments that she made three years ago my chest so she got nabbed when she visited dubai to attend the funeral of her late ex-husband for violating those very very strict cybercrime laws which we don't know of uh, dubai have got some different laws when it comes to online defamation um and quite 
other i mean other things as well there's other things that they've got really really strict laws on so if you're looking to go to the emirates make sure you're clued up about what you can and can't do otherwise you might find yourself in a very sticky situation so anyway yeah she got let off lightly and she was ordered to pay a fine of just over 600 pound and she was allowed to return home to her 14 year old daughter otherwise it would have carried a two-year prison sentence all right so let's jump over to a quick snippet which highlights what went down Leila Sharavesh, who lives in London, was arrested when she visited Dubai last month to attend a funeral. She's accused of breaking the country's strict cybercrime laws, as Richard Lister reports. Lale Sharavesh brought her teenage daughter back to the UK from Dubai three years ago. Soon after, she got news that her husband in the UAE was divorcing her. Months later, she saw on Facebook that he'd got remarried. In a fit of anger, she posted, You married a horse, you idiot. A few weeks ago, her ex-husband died. Ms. Sharavesh and her daughter arrived in Dubai for the funeral, but were detained as the police responded to a complaint from the woman she'd insulted. Her daughter flew home, while Ms. Sharavesh awaits a court appearance. Her emotional state is really, really terrible, really. And I've spoken to her daughter, her sisters, her mother. The whole family is, is suffering tremendously as a result of this. The Foreign Office is in contact with the authorities in the UAE about this case and says it's supporting the family. Its travel advice on the country does warn about the dangers of criticising people in the UAE online and says there can be serious penalties there for things which are not illegal in the UK. So although she avoided a prison sentence, there's still serious concerns about, you know, the risks that foreigners have when they're visiting the UAE. You can't just be opening your mouth and just talking anyhow online. Seriously. Uh, Me personally, I need to go to Dubai next year anyway, so let me behave myself. And finally, what else? What else happened that was a bit crazy this week? Um... A social media influencer breaks down over the prospect of going back to a 9-to-5 job after her Instagram account was deleted. So the online influencer known as Jessie Taylor posted this emotional video rant about how she's nothing without her followers. Hey guys, so like I'm in the middle of editing and my Instagram account got deleted and... I'm trying to get it back. I'm calling everybody I can. And I don't know why it's not working out for me. I'm in LA because of this. I'm in LA because I want to be on Instagram. And I'm randomly just recording this to put this in the video. I I am nothing without my following. I am nothing without my following. And when people try to hate on me and report me, I've literally tried to be a better person. I want to say to everybody that's been reporting me, think twice because you're ruining my life. Because I make all of my money online. All of it. And I don't want to lose that. And I know people like to see me be down and be like them and be like the 90 percenters, the people that work nine to five. That is not me. I am in LA to not be like that. I work so hard to get to where I'm at. And for that to get taken from me is the worst. Are you done? Are you you done? Look at the times we're living in. It's a bit mad out here. I'm not going to lie to you. Some people are saying if she had built an email list, she wouldn't be going through this drama. Yeah, to some extent. Yeah, this is what happens when you build 
your platform on rented land when you put all your eggs in one basket. You know, you've got to diversify. Do you know what I mean? Got to diversify. Make sure you've got that email list. Saying that, I am not promoting my email list. It's so stupid. But anyway, I'm not on 100k yet anyway. So, I don't know. To me, you know, it doesn't really matter. I should practice what I preach though. I should get back on the email thing and keep building the database. Um, but yeah. With that being said, let's get into this week's main feature. So this week we're talking about 5G. You've probably heard on the news about 5G and the possibility of it being rolled out here in the UK. So let's talk about that. What is 5G? It's the fifth generation standard of wireless communication and mobile telephony. So that definition just rolled off the top of my head. Yeah. So give me a round of applause for that. Anyway. um, Yeah. So a quick breakdown of like the historic communication standards. So with 1G that gave us normal voice telephony so just normal phone calls that was 1g Uh, 2g allowed us to start sending text messages along with that Um, 3g allowed us to start using the mobile internet so you had so round about that time was when the um the blackberry was released and also the iphone the first ever iphone that was all 3g so 4g is basically mobile broadband yeah so that's like home broadband speeds now 5g is obviously the main headline benefit is going to be increased speed but there are other things attached to it as well which we'll we'll get into such as the internet of things so let's jump into a couple of news bites which highlight what really is the deal with 5g and what to expect 5g the next generation of mobile network is coming but it's not just about your phone 5G promises to enable self-driving cars, smart cities and the whole Internet of Things as every machine starts talking to every other machine. Five things you need to know about 5G. One. Yes, 5G will be much, much faster than 4G. HD movies can be downloaded in seconds rather than minutes with speeds 10 to 100 times faster than 4G. Two. Unlike 4G masts, which broadcast in all directions, 5G antennas will send concentrated beams directly to your device. 3. 5G is all about super quick response times, and that's crucial for things like self-driving cars, which will use the tech to communicate with each other at high speeds. 4. It's a new wave! 5G will use a part of the radio frequency spectrum that's never been used before, meaning it will broadcast on shorter millimetre waves. That means more data for all those devices, but there is a problem. These waves can't travel through buildings or even rain. 5. The solution is new masts, and lots of them. But the good news is that they only need to be tiny. These mini-masts will need to be much closer together and they'll act like a relay team, transmitting signals around buildings. So let's give you some context as to how this works in terms of speed. So with 3G, the time it will take to download a full HD movie, it takes you over a day to do that. 
um, on 4G, just over seven minutes. And with 5G, you're gonna be able to download a full HD film in as little as four seconds. Yeah, as little as four seconds to download a HD film. With 5G, you're looking at like 4K streaming with zero buffering. It is going to be an absolute madness. So one of the things that 5G is going to support is the Internet of Things. So the Internet of Things is it's going to be the next revolution in terms of technology where everything from cars, homes, watches, TVs, cameras, um, talking about surveillance cameras, so like CCTV, things in our homes, the washing machine, the kettle, the thermostat, your heating system, everything is all going to be connected to the Internet through the 5g cloud basically 5g is going to be like electricity for the internet and once everything is all plugged in everything is all going to connect together where all these devices are sharing information between each other so your your watch can talk to your washing machine your phone can talk to your your fridge um yeah it's going to be a complete madness in the next five to ten years like you're going to be very amazed by, by what's gonna transpire here so there are a couple of safety concerns. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but if you look online while doing the research on 5G, there are some health and privacy concerns. Uh, one of them is radiation because of the way 5G technology works, because it can't really pass through buildings and um, because of the frequency it operates on. Instead of having like mobile phone masks spread out across the country, you're going to have to have the cells positioned more closely together. So you'll see instead of like having five towers in one specific area, you might have 20 towers or masks. They're not going to be towers, but yeah, cells or whichever. So the thing is, we're going to be covered with this radiation in theory. Um, but whether or not the, the radiation is going to be harmful to us, that is what is debatable and that's what's being debated at the moment. Let's look at radiation for a second. What actually is radiation? Let's define radiation quickly. So radiation, this is the dictionary definition, the emission of energy as electromagnetic waves or as moving subtomonic particles. What the hell that is? Especially high energy particles which cause ionization. Even if you look at a light bulb, that gives out radiation it's all around us so microwaves fm radio signals so even if you're like outside and you're standing in the middle of a park you're being subjected to radiation from everything from the sun um, you've got ultraviolet radiation it's everywhere so radiation doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing it just depends on what kind of radiation it is. So if you're looking at high frequency radiation, which is more um, what they call ionizing radiation, that's a problem. But non-ionizing radiation, which is on the lower end of the scale, which is, you know, things like Wi-Fi, uh, FM radio, GPS, all of that kind of stuff, that is on the lower end of the spectrum, which is called non-ionizing radiation. Now, the concern is that obviously this radiation is supposed to be harmful to us causing tumors all kinds of like diseases um and it's been listed as a possible not not probable and it's definitely not certain uh, as a carcinogen it's listed as a 2b which isn't anywhere near as dangerous as what people think it is so that's an interesting thing to look into are there people scaremongering on the internet possibly possibly 
you know but because the technology is so new even mobile technology in general we haven't had mobile phones for that long we've only had them since you know 1980 1983 so the early 80s but even then it wasn't even mass adopted so worldwide i would say until maybe the the 2000s so let's say the last 20 years we've only been using this technology for the last 20 years to that level to understand whether or not there are health effects because of our exposure to you know mobile radio frequencies last night we talked about how the fifth generation of wireless technology or 5g as it's being rolled out worldwide without safety testing let me say that again without safety testing and how we've got scientists and doctors and environmental organizers saying stop this because in terms of the effects of wireless radiation the science is in Wireless radiation can lead to cancerous heart tumors, uh, brain tumors, uh, DNA damage. Wireless radiation is linked to infertility, to autism, Alzheimer's, and more. And guess what? All the effects that I just listed, those are some of the effects that are known according to the technology that's being seen today. So what happens when we roll out the next technology, 5G? How much more powerful is 5G? How much more troublesome might it be? I would think that if someone had come and said, we are going to develop this omnipresent system that's going to surround us with this stuff, that's going to be pulsing uh, radiation everywhere, somewhere along the line, somebody would have asked, well, hold on a minute, let's run this by the experts first and make sure we're all going to be safe. So how do we get to this point? Well, I think the really important question to ask is how can we protect ourselves against this wireless radiation? I actually spoke to Cece Doucette, she's the founder of an international nonprofit called Wireless Education, and I asked her what we can do to protect ourselves. Let's see what she said. Okay. Assess what you have in your own possession that you can control. For example, in my home, we have completely hardwired all of our technology. My computers run a lot faster. They're certainly more safe because we don't have any radio frequency exposures. A lot of our technology appears to be hardwired, but you have to take it one step further and also go into your settings and turn off all the antennas. Um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but those are some of the safety concerns. But creatively um, and in terms of industry, there's lots of opportunities. You're going to see more automation. It's going to help power automated cars, content streaming, live events in real time. As I mentioned before, the ability to like watch 4K movies with zero buffering. Um, yeah, that's crazy. But my one of one of the things I'm thinking about is what if? Imagine you could have 4K video calling, or you know when you're looking at things like Instagram Stories or Instagram Live or um, you know FaceTime, the quality is a little bit you know you know we can do better, right? We've got these full HD phones or 4K screens, and when you're doing stuff like FaceTime or video calling, it looks like you're watching it on a non-HD device so imagine the ability to have like full high definition video calling it's going to be a mess it's going to be a mess interesting times me personally my own thoughts I'm really actually very happy with 4G Um, I don't really see the need to upgrade apparently it's going to take maybe at least another three years from now for it for mass adoption for it to be um, fully rolled out globally for most people to be using it and there's a lot of uh, conspiracy around 5g 
it's not something that you're going to see in the public domain obviously because the telecoms companies are not going to want you to be worried they're going to want you to adopt the new technology um but yeah it's it's um it's very interesting but just to round off the 5g radiation is going to be obviously higher than 4g it's going to be on the higher end of the frequency range but it is definitely not um what they call what they class as ionizing radiation which is the dangerous one the one that you want to worry about so such as x-rays gamma rays ultraviolet rays those are the ones that really cause problems biologically however (laughs) there are studies that are being conducted that have nothing to do with these these are independent studies but you got to do your research you got to do your research we'll be here all day if we looked into all this research um, they are still saying that there are there's a possibility that it's going to be harmful but um i ain't no scientist i'm not is that's not something i'm willing to spend years researching um but i i do take precautions and i would say this when it comes to your your mobile device you should obviously take common sense precautions so for example obviously don't go to bed with your phone right next to you don't sleep on your phone um, avoid putting your phone in your pocket because the funny thing is the way the radiation limits are set in the optimum condition so for example if your phone is out in the open and it's not obstructed by anything that is when your phone is operating at its optimum level where the radiation levels are within the allowed limits if that makes sense but the minute there's an obstruction so for example if it's um, in your pocket or anything like that that can cause your phone to operate outside of those limits so you wouldn't want to you know carry your phone in your back pocket or in your front pocket don't do that me personally i put my phone on airplane mode when i'm walking around with it when if i'm traveling with it in my pocket i turn off the wi-fi turn off the bluetooth all of that stuff unless i actually want to use those features um there's other things like Faraday boxes that you can securely put your phone in when you go to sleep and stuff like that. But that's a bit of a, that's all a bit of a madness though. I need to look into that. Um, but yeah, also I've heard I've heard this one where you shouldn't really make calls if you haven't got a headset. Don't make calls if you've only got one bar of signal, which might cause your phone to struggle and operate outside of those limits. So yeah, stay safe, guys. Stay safe. And with new technology, I kind of like, I like to sit on the fence for a while before jumping on. Um, Yeah, but we're definitely living in some interesting times. Interesting times to see what's going on with 5G. Because it's just not going to, it's not just going to be a speed upgrade. It's going to be an upgrade in terms of digital infrastructure. You're going to see it change the way the internet actually works. So it's probably going to be the biggest upgrade since broadband was was, uh, rolled out. And also, of course, the Internet of Things and, you know, the connection between 5G and automated vehicles. If you've watched the film Fast Furious, I think it's featured in both Fast Furious 7 and Furious 8. There's a thing called God's Eye um, where all the surveillance cameras across the globe are all connected to each other. It's connected through cars, GPS and everything. That is literally what 5G is going to be all about. I kid you not. That that is for certain. That is one of the reasons why, you know, governments want to roll out 5G. It's going to allow them to do stuff like that. The thing about 5G, or rather, what they say is the pitfall, or one of the pitfalls of 5G, is that it is easily absorbed by everything, which means it doesn't it doesn't pass through stuff like ordinary radio signals might. Um, 
so they, they have to have, or they're going to have to have, you know, a mast every 100 meters or whatever to make sure that everybody can get coverage covered in electromagnetics. But that, that piqued my interest because of course, if it, uh, if specifically anything moving between say your mobile phone and the nearest mobile phone mast, if that is absorbing the signal and there's disruption in the signal or a dimming in the signal that the uh, mast receives, that can actually be used to create a point cloud and therefore image in a, uh, anything that is there. And if they're going to be every 100 meters everywhere we go, that means the surveillance services will have the ability to essentially construct um, a 3D representation of what is there in real life, uh, essentially on a live basis, but also forensically. So say something happened, although of course <laughs> we know that all the CCTV cameras generally when something happens accidentally don't work. So don't expect uh, transparency on this, but it just means forensically they can look back at the record of all of the electromagnetic happenings, the dimming, the little blips that happen in the graphs when something moves in between uh, two broadcasting and receiving uh, objects. And uh, yeah, forensically, they can look back and basically reconstruct a three-dimensional live, almost like video footage, even if there's no CCTV camera there. Which I think is particularly interesting and most probably is one of the most enticing things for the powers that be to make sure that the 5G network happens. And unfortunately, this is the way that it goes, is that they're not so much going to be using the masts, but it's the interaction between the mast and your phone. So your phone is going to be now not just the thing that follows you about and tells them where you're going and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be used against other people. So people's phones will essentially be spying now, not on them, but also on everyone else or helping them to create a, a very high definition image of everything around it. I suppose my point in this video really is that there's not really much we can do in stopping the creation of a 5G network. What will essentially be sort of the crowning glory of the creation of a all-seeing digital god. But uh, there is something we can do, isn't there? Seeing as they're constructing something that will actually require not only the network itself, but all of the individual devices playing their part to make it function properly, I can only say that for the benefit of humanity, please put your phone on airplane mode. So, yeah, interesting stuff. If you want to do more research, you can, of course, obviously check out YouTube. But you know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start going to the library for my research because sometimes, you know, when you look at YouTube, if you get all your stuff from YouTube, I mean, anyone can put a video up. Where are their sources? So I'm going to start going to the library and start checking stuff out there and actually buying some books. 
and I'm going to share some of those books with you guys as I discover more about all this new technology that's being rolled out in the future going to be relying on more book sources rather than so much YouTube content but yeah that's that's it for this week don't forget if you like this podcast don't forget to leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts if you're listening on SoundCloud don't forget to leave a comment Spotify make sure you follow subscribe all that good stuff yeah that is it but yeah be interested to see how it all pans out let me know what your thoughts are are you going to be an early adopter of 5G? Is it something that interests you? Let me know your thoughts. Don't forget to use the hashtag redesignpod, all one word. And if you want to get in touch, uh, you can drop an email to redesignpod at mail.com. Don't forget to follow me on the socials at Andrew underscore CBX, both on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget if you want to join the mailing list, you can text redesignpod to 84433 and we'll keep you posted on further episodes events um and all that good stuff we'll put you on the inner circle if you just text your email address as well then we can add you to that with that being said that's all i've got for this week have a good one take care and bye for now 